Justin, if you were a king, how would you rule your kingdom? Oh man, what a question. I think I'd rule I with was... an iron fist. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was thinking. I would just be the an absolute despot, just absolute piece of garbage. I would show up to the peasants' farm. I would look at their crops, <laughs> I would spit on them, I'd be like, This is terrible, this is pathetic. And then I'm not I'd a madman. I'd set their farm on fire. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm thinking more just like ridiculous, like ask like someone to fetch me the most obscure item and he'll come back like three years later. Like, oh, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be much worse. But I'd also like be good to like maybe 10% of the people so that it can't be like gaslighting everybody else. And then, you know, I'd be like, what? No, the King Rob's not that bad. He gave me a PS5. <laughs> And no, I'm, I'm just going to be outright <laughs> bad. Like, I'm just going to have a harem. Those are the only people I'm going to be good to. Oh, no, I'm going to be awful, but I'm going to pretend to be good for some people so that they, like, tell the people that I'm awful to that I'm not that bad. You have, you've had a recent shtick of just manipulating the media is sort of your, <laughs> your superpower lately on everything exactly that we do. My kingdom would be built on. It would be built on manipulation of the facts. I, ex- I expect nothing less of you, frankly. Although I'd probably get murdered in about seven years. There'd be intense right aside. <laughs> you think you'd last seven years? Yeah, I mean, you, you build up the reputation. Because I, I think at first, the, the peasants like saying that I burnt their farm down single-handedly, I, I think they might not believe it. But the more I do it, I think word would spread. <laughs> and I can't give out enough PS5s to these people to make them <laughs> happy. Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. Join with me today is the despot of despair. It's Robert. <laughs> you see, that's how I want him to be remembered as a king. <laughs> and with you always is your host, Robert. What is my rank? You are the peasant of the past pasture. Peasant of the pasture. <laughs> the number one ranked king, the peasant of the pasture. No, you're Justin. not king of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what are you talking about today? If it wasn't obvious by now, we're talking about ranking of kings. Also known as what is what is the Japanese name? Something ranking Osama. Osama ranking, yeah. <laughs> not Asuma. Not the guy <laughs> from Naruto. <laughs> We're not positive on that. I mean, we just I just finished it like maybe an hour ago. I have, yeah, and thoughts. I, I mean I, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> It's hard to... Okay, so first off, spoiler warning, we're, we're getting straight into this, as yeah. always, when we do these ranking episodes. I think the ending was, like, all over the place. It's, like, insane. It's, it's not an ending. It's the ending of season one. Right. I thought the last three or four episodes were just, like, a hot mess. It, like, I, I enjoyed them. But I'm just, like, facepalming half the time. Because I was like, aren't some people getting off a little bit too scot-free for everything <laughs> that has sorry, just happened? Moranjo has committed crimes against humanity worth of several generations, and she's just getting away with it and getting tossed in the air, and they're celebrating and having a good time. I have a list of the crimes, and this might not even be all-inclusive. So she kills the first queen. The invasion kills multiple people during when she kills the first queen. She does a second invasion. Um, gets the worst underworld villains to attack the kingdom a second time, tries to kill the new queen, and then she takes away Dida's body and gives it to King Boss. And then they're like, oh yeah, just become the new queen, the new mistress, whatever. She's queen now. Well, yeah, <laughs> at the, the very, she's a new queen. Yeah. How did she get away with this? 
what did you tweet out the other day? It was excellent. That she must have Saul Goodman as her lawyer to get away with all of this. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. And another part of this that I really wasn't a fond of, and some people are like, oh, it's ancient Europe. It's fine. Like, it's that type of setting. She never gave an inkling that she even likes Dida. No, she just kind of manipulated him into drinking his own dad, and then he refused, <laughs> and then she still forced sounds, him to drink his dad. That sounds dirty. <laughs> I mean, it, it was disgusting. It's pretty gross. It literally grinds him into a blunder. Yeah, but, um, it was pretty messed up. Even, even when he's like, this is the woman I'm going to marry, she at no point says, oh my god, like, I'm so happy. She's just like, I'm going to try and do better. Like, <laughs> she's like, this is probably the best case scenario for me. And she's also like at least 40, if not 50. And yeah, he's like, I think Dida's like 12, 13. 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, no question. You, you really got to question Dida's judgment and why he's and how they let him be the king twice. Twice. Actually, three times. Three times? Boss dies, Dida becomes king. Boss takes over Dida, boss is king again. Boss dies again for Bochi. Dida becomes king. Dida gives the crown to Bochi. Bochi's the crown back to Dida. <laughs> oh, the last episode <laughs> he gets crowned twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Third time's a charm. I mean, Dida's a piece of shit, too. Like, so many people got a away a little bit too scot-free. Like, Dida tries to kill his brother, sends an assassin after him. Um, Domas literally throws Bochi off of a cliff. Apius, the spearman, betrays everybody to sit for Moranjo and literally watches as, like, Darush is getting attacked by, like, demon dogs. And it's just like, yeah, this is fine. Like, this is okay. And at the very end, they're all just, like, throwing him up in the air, like, that's this is great. Like, we're all friends again. I'm like, would I really want all these people in my court? <laughs> right? They all, like, half of them tried to kill Boji. Like, only Darush and Te Bebin, the guy who you think is evil from the beginning, are the only, like, kosher guys out there. I mean, Dorsch does end up banging um, Boss's wife. So he fucking pretty... earned it. <laughs> he, he definitely earned it. He oh, deserves best it. girl. <laughs> She's the only girl. It's either Hilling, Queen Hilling, or the murderous mirror. <laughs> I mean, the options aren't great. At this point, wow, there really are no females in this cast. I mean, honestly, of... of all the choices i'd probably choose uh despa <laughs> what a beautiful man despa is despa's fantastic despa <laughs> is the mentor character done so phenomenally well yeah and he's so i've been shitting on it a little bit the last because the last few episodes were a bit of a mess but like everyone is so nuanced like they're they're very well developed they're not just like this is good this is evil this is like Despa's this greedy, cowardly piece of shit mentor, but he also loves Bochi. Oh, yeah, it's so genuine. And he clearly loves his brother, even though his brother's a freak. Which one? <laughs> I guess the both of them. <laughs> I love the older brother. He makes me laugh every time. They're great. Uh, King Desha. He's, he's just so... He feels like an American cartoon character. He really does. I love, that's the thing with the, the whole vibe of the show does not feel very anime. And I like that. I really like that about it. Yeah. It's got a unique tone to it. And yes, the power of friendship is strong in this series, but it doesn't happen without your friends trying to kill you first. <laughs> uh, I think, 
I mean, the only friend that's like feels pretty legit is Kage. Everyone else, like, I'm not trusting them with anything important, frankly. No, what about the guy with the uh, crossbow? Oh, what the fuck's his name? <laughs> I'm not trusting him because he's useless. Yeah, but at least he hasn't tried to kill Bochi. Yeah, he's a he's a good boy, even Which though he's not many people can say. That's a very small list of folks. Oh. <laughs> uh... I mean, Bevin was trading Dida, so he indirectly was, you know, trading Dida to kill Bochi. But he was she training Dida. Uh, I, I'm okay with Bevin. Because he's training Dida because he's like, I think this kid's the better king, like, probably. Which is sort of reasonable at the beginning of the series. Because you have Bochi, who's like this really quiet, mute, deaf kid who, like, you don't think is capable. And he proves everybody wrong. But like, I kind of get why he thinks Dida's more capable. But he's not, like, trying to kill Boji. He protects Boji all the time, secretly. He gives yeah, Kage... it's only because of the snakes. What's that? It's only because of the snakes. Which he controls. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just I, never I really got where the snakes came at. I mean, if that's what you're worried about, the, the gateway to hell and the guy who shoots lightning and it's like a part demon, but not actually. I have no problem with that. I just don't understand why there's two snakes and one headless snake. Uh, that, that, that was okay, I thought. Well, he got chopped up when he was like a baby. Yeah, but why were they three snakes? It's just... And where's the, where's the missing snake? His head got chopped off. These are the answers that I'm looking for with this series. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like I voiced my opinion. Did you have as soured opinions towards the end as I did? I think the first I think the first two episodes were interesting, if not a little slow. Mm-hmm. And then the next maybe 10 or 11 episodes were phenomenal where I just like could not stop watching. Totally agree. And then we kind of enter, re-enter the battle for the kingdom, which isn't bad, but I think it slows down again a bit and gets a little messy. I think the Oaken fight ruins so much of the pace i agree with you on that yes i i think they unfortunately made him so overpowered that nothing was interesting when oaken was involved yeah and yeah i think the problem is not only is it too long but then like there's no stakes involved because oaken's fucking everybody up like he's he's murders like at least eight prominent characters i feel like and then boss just shows up and heals everybody (laughs) right yeah and ah that's another problem with attention too is like there were at least four times where queen hilling was like well that's the last of my magic i can't heal anybody anymore proceeds to heal 17 people (laughs) secret potion in my back pocket every time it's it's kind of like the dragon ball revival situation where it's like there's no like this is such a tense series in the beginning and then it just becomes like, no one's going to die now. Once you realize that everybody gets a sensu bean every five minutes, yeah, the, the tension kind of loses us. The, the only person who gets messed up at all in the long run is Darush, who loses a leg and an eye. But at the same time, he gets Queen <laughs> Hilly. I'll take that trade off, honestly. I'll take the trade off in a heartbeat. But like, besides that, everyone is like, oh no, we almost died. Healed. Stump leg, missing eye, Queen Hilly. I think he made up better than anyone, honestly. Yeah. If you're talking it like who's came out net positive, obviously it's him. <laughs> Definitely Dorsh. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, what else is there to say? Um, I guess I love the lore. The world is amazing. The world has potential to be amazing. My problem is <laughs> the this, this show is called Ranking of Kings, and there were maybe six kings ranked over the course of the series, if that. I don't think so. I think it's literally Desha who gets ranked twice. Uh, Boss gets ranked as number seven. And um, Dida gets Dida ranked like 94. I think that's yeah. it, technically. But then we also see the, that ma- the king that goes mad. There's a couple of those. Kilts his whole family. Um, his son. Right, yeah. But his son, was his son a king? Kingbo? The one at the very last Yes, okay, episode. that's right, yeah. Yep, yeah. I've, can I throw something in there before we talk about the rest <laughs> of the ranking? Where the fuck did Kingbo come from in the final episode? And why did he know that Oaken was inside that rock? Like, how would he have known that? That's a decent point. <laughs> I guess I guess the assumption he made was he saw Despa transporting it, and he knew, you know, Oaken came from the underworld, and he'd be involved with Despa. That's a reach. That's it's a like, stretch. That's a Bikram yoga stretch right Especially there. Especially because he was he was pretty dead for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was not. Yeah, he was pretty messed up from the fight with Oaken, like a, I don't know a couple days ago. And he just shows up, cuts a rock in half, and he's like, "Fuck you, Oaken!" Throws you in the ocean. Um, obviously, it's gonna have plot repercussions later on, but it didn't. It felt like a what's it called? Uh, a plot device. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was definitely them realizing. Uh, you know, how are we going to progress this Oaken plot? We need like a good extra character to jump in here. Let's have this dead guy <laughs> get involved. He needs some revenge anyway. Yeah, I thought he was dead, but um, I, uh, well, we soon realize that nobody dies in this. Nobody series. dies. It's, it's, it's like One Piece. One. They only it, die in flashbacks. It's worse than One Piece right now. Literally, no one has died except except for the mom. But that was in a flashback. Don't be a mom in this in this series. You're not going to last very long. No, right? We only see three dead characters. Two of them are mothers, and one is Boss, finally, actually being dead. <laughs> what are your opinions on Boss? You see, throughout the entire series, you don't really know what his plan is or what his aim is. And then you realize... He also didn't know what his plan is or what his aim is. He was just trying to protect Baranjo. And then it's just like, <laughs> this guy is kind of a worthless sack of garbage because he was going to kill both of his sons, one of his, two of his wives, two technically, of his wives. Yeah. <laughs> all for her, just because she suffered a little bit. Okay, more than a little bit, but she suffered in her childhood. But he loved her also, like in some weird, like, Oh, she's my daughter. Now she's my lover type of way. I never got lover vibe. I always thought it was paternal, or at least I hoped it was paternal. I don't think so, man. At least she obviously had feelings for him, right? Yeah, I think that was kind of made clear. Yeah, some sort of Freudian thing going on there. But I thought that like, I don't know, maybe Giants lifespans, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. I mean, clearly he had a bunch of babies with other women and it doesn't seem like seems like a polygamous type of giant type of thing going on i still don't understand how he had a baby with queen helic that (laughs) that's a doge being written right now 
unless he's overcoming for a lot of other things. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in Boss's love life, but... Why, is he, why do you think he carries a club that's that big? <laughs> he's overcompensating for something. He has to be. Uh, I, I would say top three characters are Bochi, Despa, and Hilling for me. Yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty pretty good. I think Bebin is quite good as well, but he just doesn't get enough screen time. But he's sort of puppeteering a lot of this. Uh, I th- one thing that was going on when Boss like kind of reveals his intentions, I was like, you know, this whole thing could have just been sorted out if they just communicated better. <laughs> like I the mean, whole, yeah, the whole thing is sort of like she loves boss uh Miranda loves boss so much but she can't tell him and he's like either incredibly dense or something like that that he doesn't get it and then she's like yeah i'll, I'll fucking destroy cu- countries for you and he's doing things for her to make her happy but that's not actually what he wants either because they could have just kind of rode off into the sunset and been happy together probably was a better solution than murdering countless people yes i would say you know Arguable. once again i I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> I would say that there was probably a better route to figuring this whole thing out. I mean, as the despot of despair, Rob, I thought you might actually <laughs> like the previous option more. Look, I might be a terrible, evil king, but I wouldn't murder everybody for just the reason of selfishness and because I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> like, thirst, I feel like thirsty for daddy boss. <laughs> Because ultimately, that's what Miranjo's doing. She's committing genocide because she's a little horny. She she's got the she's got the get out of jail free card. Like she's got like the Vegeta card, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty good point because Vegeta once again just marries into you know being part of the Z Fighters. Miranjo just casually marries into being royalty even after murdering countless people vegeta murders countless planets yeah no it's fine forget about it they're family now hey vegeta you want to hang out hey miranda you want to help us out with some magic shit yeah like i guarantee you season two she's gonna do some magic shit gonna play a part be really helpful no one's gonna mention her crimes at all i I hope she turns on them (laughs) (laughs) that would be great i really hope that like she she has not actually grown or moved on at all she's still evil as all hell (laughs) And she's just like, I, I don't know. I cannot believe you people forgave me that easily. What are your expectations or what are you looking forward to the most in season two? Because I did I think cut it's, us off a little bit. I think it's the uh, King Desha plot line. Yeah. Because clearly he's about to lose his mind to try to save Oken. And that it's going to be, I, I do wonder if it's going to end up being Despa and Oken normal now trying to save on their other brother now oh god i hope not or he'll be you know one of the first people to be able to manipulate whatever the king's rewards are and you know survive that way i I think that whole plot line is intriguing if done well i really want to see two things i want to see what's inside that like treasure chest like i want to see all the different items like some sort of secret item box thing that every single king gets and i also want to see like a ranking of king's tournament Oh my god, this is built for a tournament. Yeah, man, like, it's sort of, you have this jester guy going around giving people rankings, but like, why don't they just have a tournament arc? Right, this whole thing could be Gash Bell, where it's like, (laughs) 100 kings, battle royale. 
bunch of old powerful men in Boji and Daida. <laughs> well, Boji's not even a king anymore, so he's not even fighting. Yeah, I don't know what Boji's plan is either. Him and Kage are just adventuring. Yeah. I mean, I sort of love that. That's I think the adventure aspect of this is probably one of the better parts. Yeah, I mean, ultimately my favorite part was when Boche and Bochi and Kage were off on their own. And, you know, training with Despa, traveling with Domus, getting murdered by Domus. You know, <laughs> those, those were the most fun parts. Because like you said, the world is interesting and it has a lot of promise, but we spent half the series in the castle fighting. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? To, to your point, like the world and the lore, uh, the gods were fascinating, but that's they were right, just in yeah. a flashback, like the gods versus the, the wizard humans. And it's like, oh, that that's like intriguing. Like, can we learn more about them? Like, nah. <laughs> it it feels like we, that's the thing. As I was watching it, I thought, oh, maybe this is like self-contained. This is only like going to be this one series, like one season show, 23 episodes, that's it. But then like the more we got closer to the ending, the more plot points I saw were like clearly opened for a reason. And I was like, oh, okay. So there's definitely more to this series, but can this series be like a long running series? Because it feels like it needs to be to address a lot of the topics that it's kind of bringing up. I think this needs to be at least like three seasons long, given all the seeds that they've planted. Are you, sorry, go ahead. I know nothing about the manga, but uh, from what I've read, not like of the manga, but like of people talking about it, it's not, the anime is not that much further, or uh, the manga is not that much further ahead of where the anime ended. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I, I don't know how long it's been, you know, written Published. or whatever. So, uh, you know, who knows what the timeline is for a season two. That was going to be my question to you is, would you jump into the manga from here or are you just going to wait for the anime? Because I'm going to wait. No, I'll just wait for the anime. I really like the way they animate fights in the series. Yeah, and I love the the kind of like sketchy vibe. It's very not anime design, very fairy tale like. Yeah. Um, and the openings and endings have been fantastic as well. So I'm going to oh, wait yeah. it out. <laughs> We've gotten such fire opening and end themes, which is just a key to any successful anime. They're so... Oh man, I don't even know how to describe it. I wish my vocabulary was articulate enough to say like how amazing they are. They're very melancholic. Like they they set that tone of like sorrow and yearning, but like that that knowledge that there's they've got to come out of it and that hope. There's like it's a light really at the like, end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They have that hope in that sadness. It, it makes like you feel poetry. something and usually yeah. like it, so many anime openings are just like yeah fight scene like it looks badass but it has no heart to it it's just like cool and this and has ultimately like with bochi as the centerpiece of this series i think the thing that makes it better than just a normal battle series is the heart that you get with bochi yeah absolutely i, I will be very surprised if he does not win our character of the year we still have nine months ahead of us but um he's a strong contender for q1 now let's think about that for a second a character (laughs) that whose dialogue is literally you know Uh. syllables yeah yeah he's fantastic one of the most well-written characters we've seen in general and probably going to be our character of the year because of how well-written they are 
that is a testament to some excellent writing. That's that's a great point. Doesn't say a word, but what he doesn't say is so prominent, despite never <laughs> actually uttering a word. Speaking of which, I loved in the last episode how how like casually it's like, oh, Bochy can read lips, guys, and, <laughs> and and then Domus instantly forgets and starts talking smack like right in front of Bochy. Domus <laughs> is a moron. Like, Domus so stupid. Domus is so stupid and frustrating. Oh my goodness. <laughs> him who who do you hate more domus or Appius? i think i got more frustrated with Appius at, at the end of it yeah like domus i mean the first half domus was the king of terrible but the second half Appius was like just sipping so hard and then at the end he starts lecturing people i'm like Appius, you have no right to be lecturing you simped for a mirror and killed tried to kill all of your friends with murderous like magic tigers and what did she even do for him besides give him like a little confidence boost like oh yeah like you're you're doing great like they were never lovers she never like seduced him or anything she's just like yeah you'll be fine like you'll be better one day yeah you're right i will be let's go murder our friends yeah like he he fucking dropped everyone so fast you see my i think (laughs) the character Dida and Moranjo honestly deserve each other because they're both pieces of absolute trash. <laughs> but because... they rule a kingdom now. That's the problem. <laughs> but Domus, I get it. Like, he was following the orders of his king. And he's, you know, they make it that he is loyal to an absolute fault. But Dida was the one that ordered that. Dida was not under any magical manipulation. Yes, like, Moranjo <laughs> was, like, you know, pushing him in that direction. But nobody, like, brainwashed him and told him, you need to murder your brother. That was his think, choice. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows that yet, except for Domas. Like, I don't think Hilling would stand for that. No, I don't think the I other guys like, would be like, yeah, he should be king if they knew I about really it. I really hope that gets addressed in some way, shape, or form. I don't need this, like, uh, desperate housewives type of drama in season two. Like, get me something good. I don't, I want some forward progress. I need the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I want less Dida drama. Dida sucks. Yeah, but I want him to get, like, what he has coming to him. That's fair, I guess. The problem is nobody's going to die. I need I need somebody to die. I need some stakes. Who deserved to die the most this season? Not deserved. Who should have? <laughs> it's obviously Moranjo. She, she absolutely deserved <laughs> it the most. Uh, who would have been more interesting, though, you know? Like, that would have concluded the story and doesn't teach you anything about forgiveness. Like, like I think... Mm. I think crossbow Sama. Crossbow Sama. <laughs> I think Darush should have. Obvious and Darush should have died four times. I thought. I mean, Dorsh did die four times. <laughs> <laughs> he has a stump for a leg and no eye. <laughs> oh gosh. You see, I think the most emotional impact of a character dying would have probably been Dorsh. Um, like of characters that realistically could have died. Yeah. But I think the one that deserved it most was <laughs> the mirror. Was <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, you know, we, we haven't even talked about the literal devil. Oh, that's right. The devil baby that becomes murderous devil every time he grants a wish. Uh, and then that, eats souls for eternity. That thing's terrifying. I love it. Very, very much horrifying. <laughs> Actually, you know, speaking of of that and once again Dida being a piece of absolute 
garbage. Steals their fucking wish. Steals the wish. He didn't deserve it at all. <laughs> Has someone? He's the oolong. He's the oolong of Dragon Ball season one. He steals <laughs> steals Emperor Pilaf's wish without uh without consulting the team. I mean that was something. Like that was like oh my god I could finally save my brother. After like <laughs> twenty years of doing nope. this. No. No, come on, get out of here. You know what? You're right. I'm, I want the drama of season two where Dada just gets the shit kicked out of him. Right? This needs to become Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, that's that's my goal. Season two, someone kick the shit out of Dida. He doesn't need to die, but he just needs to get what's coming to him. Yeah, he, he needs to get beaten to a pulp. He needs to at least have a stump for a leg and a missing eye. But he doesn't get... No, he's stuck with Moranjo. He doesn't even get Queen Hilling type of... Literally an eye for an eye. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. <laughs> is is there anything else that we need to talk about? I think I think we've covered most of everything, Rob. Yeah, I mean that that is ranking of kings, a show about ranking kings with no kings being ranked. Yeah, essentially, uh, a total misnomer in the name. Probably the only thing worse <laughs> being Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, that is a show about not a Bunny Girl Senpai. Yeah, after. Once again, one episode of that, we have a Bunny Girl Senpai, never again. One episode <laughs> of this, we have a Kings getting ranked, and then nope, never again. Robert, what is your ranking of the ranking of Kings? How to rank ranking of Kings? If I were ranking the first half, I think it would probably be an A. If I was ranking solely the second half, probably a C plus. What does that add up to? I'm not really sure. I'm not good at math. I'm going to give it a B. I think despite everything that I've said, it still gets an A minus just because it's, it's so stupid. So many of the decisions that were made, but it was still entertaining. And I think the seeds that have been sown um, are interesting enough that I'm looking forward to season two. And I've enjoyed like, out of the 23 episodes, I think I enjoyed like 17 or 18 of those episodes. So even if I don't agree with the writing on some of them, I still liked it. And the, the world and stuff is so unique and interesting. I don't think anything else has been done like it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think I'm going to go B plus. Okay. I think B is, I don't know, B feels too low. B plus is good. I think for me, B is sort of like, this thing's good, but it didn't leave me with any feelings. This definitely left me with some feelings and some of them are negative. But a lot of them are also positive. Yeah, but having negative feelings at least means you were committed to something. And like, yeah. you know, it's bit it's better than feeling nothing. If like I watched this whole show and felt nothing about it, that would be worse than being like angry about something that could have been different or, you know, I don't know. If you're emotional about it, it means it was worth being emotional about. Yeah, it's sort of like our Bakuman, like this is so dumb type of argument, but it was still I still enjoyed it like the romance portions are like so memorable, but like, like this whole, I, I almost am so happy that Miranjo gets away scot-free because it's so stupid and so <laughs> funny. Um, even if that's not necessarily good writing. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. And ultimately, you know, 
this show will probably have a lot of like characters that we rank at the end of the year when we do our you know best characters best husbandos best waifus because yeah. I, I think bochi's going to be up there for best character Hilling's i think despa's going to be up there for husbando Hilling for waifu like it, it had a lot of really great characters yeah everyone who's written in there i mean even um Darush, Darush deserves to be in husbando tier as well he's he's great You're- Absolutely right. And Mirajo is definitely an antagonist. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like lots of well-written characters, just decisions made were not not always the best. Yeah. I, I think ultimately this is absolutely a series I recommend watching. It's it's definitely different than your typical seasonal anime. It's fun. It's engaging. It definitely keeps you guessing of who's gonna do what. But at this point, we spoiled the whole thing. So. I was going to say, I was like, I also recommend it. But if you made it this far in the podcast and you're going to take our recommendation, might have done yourself a disservice. Big disservice. Okay, Robert. Well, thank you for joining me, as always, on our Ranking of Ranking of Kings episode. Uh, anything else you want to say to our listeners? Yeah, B+. Plus. I, 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 I'm really still like... <laughs> You're simmering uh, a on minus. it. I, I want to do a, a minus. I'm doing a minus. You've upgraded twice. There's too many characters that I really like. Left quite the impression on us. A minus. A minus. A solid A minus. And with that said, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. Rob's still thinking about it. I am still thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> Rob, has his, Rob has his hand on his chin, just uh, pondering still. A minus. <laughs> And we're done.